Why should I be frightened of dying? There's no reason for it. You better go sometimes. Hello and welcome to the Sam Reed's Near-Death Experiences podcast. Thank you very much for listening today. The NDE I will be reading today is coming to us from a man named Ricky. And this experience occurred in January of last year, so it is quite recent. He was walking across the street and was hit by a car and subsequently had an NDE in which he was able to see which improvements he needed to make to his life. And it sounds as though he was able to turn his life around for the better. I found this NDE on the nderf.org website, the Near-Death Experience Research Foundation, and we'll post a link to this account in the description of this episode. So with that, I think we will just dive right in and read Ricky's Near-Death Experience. Quote, I was very drunk on alcohol and very high on cannabis after coming home from a work party one night. I was about 15 steps from being safe and entering the front door of my home. It required me to cross a set of traffic lights. Even though I was drunk and high, I am certain that the green light was on go for pedestrians to cross the road that night. That meant traffic lights were red meaning that vehicles were stopped. I took the steps to cross the road and was about one step away from being safely across the road when I just blacked out. I was in darkness. It felt like I entered a new dimension or another realm. My future life was shown to me. I was shown the changes I need to make to improve myself, to make sure I led a safe and healthy life. It was a really intense dream state. I truly believe I was quantum shifting in that moment. I had an intense vision that I had to quit my job and find a new one. I needed new friends to permanently quit drinking and smoking, go to the gym and work out, and begin a sustainable diet that will keep me healthy, focused, and energized. I have no idea how long I was unconscious. When my eyes opened, my leg was hurting and I was in a lot of pain. My body was shaking a lot. There were a few people around me shouting to call an ambulance. One man asked if I was okay and looked really worried. He then told me that he had been the person who drove his car into me. He told me I was very lucky the auto was a short knock not a full-on body hit. That explained the pain I was in. I got to my feet and realized that I couldn't stand on my left leg. The entire leg, down to my foot, was extremely swollen and in a lot of pain. The guy said to me, What are you doing? We need to either call an ambulance or take you to the hospital. You need to take down my car details and explain what has happened to you. I rejected this suggestion. All I wanted to do was to get home and go to sleep. The guy was shocked as to why I was acting this way. I assured him that I was fine. The guy took me in his car to my home, 
still pleading with me to go to the hospital. I had a strong and incredible knowing that I didn't need to go to the hospital or to be checked by a doctor. In my mind, I felt that the vision I had was so real that I was going to be fine. I knew I was destined to live out those things I saw in my vision. I had faith that this was all my doing and maybe I deserved this due to my lifestyle. I feel that God approached me and gave me a final chance to change and improve myself. I was shown the way to improvement in my vision while having my eyes firmly shut and while unconscious from being hit by the car. I got indoors and hopped straight to bed and fell asleep. I woke up the next morning in a lot of pain. I rested, slept, and ate well. I drank a lot of milk and kept a positive mindset that I would heal in no time. It took about six weeks until I was fully capable of walking properly again. One week after that, I joined a gym and started pumping weights, including light-weighted squats, which is incredible considering what I had been through seven weeks before. I started eating healthier. I found myself a job, made new friends, and never smoked or drank alcohol again. I am very grateful to be alive and am still on a path of self-improvement, personal development, and individual growth. End quote. So that was Ricky's near-death experience. There's only a few things that came up that I thought I might comment on. And first and foremost, if you are in a medical emergency or any kind of life-threatening situation and are injured, I would highly recommend that you go to the hospital or seek medical attention. For some reason, Ricky got lucky with his injury and it healing properly, but just thought uh, I would emphasize that that is usually not the best course of action. But overall, this is a somewhat unique NDE anyway. The experience itself is somewhat vague. There is not a whole lot of detail of exactly what Ricky goes through or what he sees, but he says that he's shown the changes that he has to make to his life. And that was the other thing that I wanted to emphasize. So one of the most common after effects of near-death experiences is that they can engender quite significant changes to one's life, that people come out of NDEs and sometimes can change their entire life around, that they change jobs, they get new friends, sometimes they even get divorced to a partner who is mistreating them or isn't the right person for them. Some of these major changes can also include quitting an addiction or getting over some trauma or, or anxiety or issue that previously has plagued the individual, perhaps even their whole lives. This can be quite significant because my limited understanding is that many treatments for addictions and mental health issues are variable in their outcomes. From what I understand, it is very difficult to successfully treat 
addictions and mental health issues and very difficult to move the needle at all to get people to change, even if they want to sometimes and especially if they don't. But it seems as though NDEs are one of the things which can put someone's issue in perspective and allow change to occur. There are other things I've heard of which seem to allow a rapid transformation like an NDE, such as therapeutic use of certain drugs like psilocybin or MDMA, DMT in ayahuasca, which hopefully all of these are done in a clinical setting with a licensed therapist. So there's some safety there, but it seems as though a, a deep encounter with one's psyche at, at the level of a near-death experience or, or something akin to that can promote this sort of sudden transformation in a person who was previously unable to do what they needed to do to get healthy. But with that in mind, I wanted to bring up one last detail of Ricky's NDE, which stood out to me. He described his NDE not only as a vision, but as a really intense dream state. In many of these episodes, I have emphasized that NDEs and dreams share the same architecture, and that the imagery that spontaneously arises the dream state is not any different in nature from the imagery which arises in NDEs. They seem to share a common source, at least, in the expressions of an objective psyche. I think that is very important to point out because not all of us will have an NDE or an ayahuasca experience or something like that. But chances are all of us have dreams. And perhaps instead of having one big life-changing experience, which nearly costs us our life, we can pay attention to the little experiences we have every single night. And through that, we can gradually change for the better. So with that, I think we will wrap things up. Thank you very much for listening today and thank you to Ricky for wanting to share his near-death experience. If you enjoy this podcast, please leave a five-star review on whichever podcast platform you use because that really helps get the word out. And we will return with more NDEs to be read here in the near future. But until then, I hope you stay safe and well. Bye.